Akarja, Kajemar Tashiv, I hope you are all okay. And uh, this is the second episode of my podcast. And today I'm going to talk about Brexit. Um, but I'm go- we're going to deal with the more up-to-date stuff and the fallout and what we've seen over the last uh, few days, the absolute chaos. I want to also uh, talk about the issue of refugees and migration. Unfortunately, I've been told I'm not able to download on SoundCloud, whatever SoundCloud is. Sounds like a good place that I should be putting my podcast onto, but we are going to get there. But for now, it's on Facebook, Martina Anderson MEP, on my own private Facebook, Martina Anderson is on Twitter. If you're not following me on Twitter, please do so, M underscore Anderson SF, that's the link. And it's also on my website, that's MartinaMEP.eu. So let's do a recap. (laughs) How could you recap on the chaos? You know, I don't know about some of you, but I have had friends, I have friends, who are saying to me, you know, that they have found Brexit and the complexities about it. You know, they've been listening to the news and they're not really following it. But they're now getting to the point that they're nearly calling in their children and saying, okay, get the popcorn out to listen what's happening. Unfortunately, it's not fun. It's it's serious, but the British government is in chaos. And we we seen that manifesting uh, from the weekend where we were told that we were going to have a white paper, the British government's position on Brexit. They released uh, three pages. They told us they had unity in the cabinet. And just like the UK seems to be breaking up from inside out, the cabinet is certainly breaking up from inside out because no sooner had the three pager been issued and people started to digest it. We had David Davis, the Brexit minister, and Boris Johnson, the foreign minister, and another Brexit minister, Steve Baker, along with then two party Conservative chairs of the Conservative Party, all resigning. And we're being told that there's letters of no confidence being submitted to what's called the 1922 committee, and they are just all over the place. Unfortunately, you know, for global observers that are looking at this, whilst it's farcical, um, they're also seeing the dangers in it, and particularly for us, the dangers in Ireland. And instead of, at this crucial moment in time, the Irish government on Taoiseach intensifying negotiations to ensure and deliver for the people of Ireland that he promised in December of last year that the joint report had given cast iron guarantees and instead of Michel Barnier who had also told us that the June Council would be a watershed moment with regards to Ireland, what have we heard? Backsliding from the Irish government on Taoiseach saying the red lines may not be so red and he would be prepared to renegotiate those. Well on Taoiseach and on Tonisha, both you need to know that's a no-go area. We are not going there. There's no renegotiation of the Good Friday Agreement in any of its parts. The European Parliament set out its red lines that was going to protect it and preserve it in all of its parts. And the the divorce settlement that has taken place, the messy divorce at the moment and how all of that is playing out. You need to do what the MEPs are doing here in the European Parliament is put the people who vote for you, the people who you represent, put your country, our people first. And that's the people across the 32 counties of Ireland. 
Some of us are old enough to have lived through the terrible conflict. Wars are terrible things. Uh, We hurt each other. We need to build on the reconciliation and we don't need to be dealing with this Brexit mess. And when you told the people of the North that you will never again, no Irish government will ever again leave the people of the North behind. Well, it's about time that you delivered on that promise. And we are not going to tolerate uh, you telling a British government who's in chaos that you would renegotiate the firm commitments that were given in June of this year. I've just come out of a Constitutional Affairs Committee in the European Parliament here in Brussels. And we were talking about the complexities of Brexit. And, uh, and certainly what we have is that, you know, England, um, some people say, is too big for Britain. You know, Britain is England and England is Britain. And this is all about England. This is all about the city of London. This is all about global corporations and oligarchs and elites. This has nothing to do with the people of Ireland. We didn't want Brexit. We voted against Brexit. The people of Scotland have voted against Brexit. And I want to give those of you that are listening to this, I want to reassure you that Team Sinn Féin here in the European Parliament are working hard to protect the kind of European protections that you have, limited as they are, working hard to ensure that people understand we critically engage with the EU, and rightly so, on your behalf and the people we represent. We will always, first and foremost, put you first. And whilst there is a summer recess, we as still we, we as a team Sinn Féin will be applying ourselves throughout the summer, summer working on this file. I have to say some of us will... Uh, go away for a week or two but that will be the height of it we will have a staggered rotational um, office to make sure that we will have always people in place and we will always be fighting your corner throughout this period so once we are doing that we also need you to know that just because you have an Irish passport don't rest on your laurels this could be your last summer going on holidays with protection with insurance And you need to realise whether it is taking your children on holidays post-Brexit, whether it is any of your family members going away to any part of Europe, that that you won't have the kind of insurance cover it would be like if you had a fall, it would be like if you need treatment from the doctor, the dentist or anyone else in America. Sure, none of us would do that if we were there because of the cost that you would incur. And there are so many things that, and so many people, whether you come from the farming community, whether it's your farm payment, your single farm payments, the Rural Development Fund, 3.5 billion worth of funding is going to be lost in the North. As hard as we are working, as hard as you're being represented, do not think that we can stop this. And it is coming to the point, well past the point, I think, the conversations are already taking place. The people need to choose. What union do you want to be a part of? I will leave you with that thought. We will be doing podcasts perhaps throughout the summer. We will be following intensely what is going on and we will be working with the negotiations. I also want to raise an issue that some of you may know is very close to my heart breaks my heart, as I'm sure it does most of yours, it should. 
that the Mediterranean has turned into a floating cemetery. That there are children at the bottom of the sea. Men, women, family members. Not just 10, 20, 30, but thousands and thousands and thousands of people. In Akarja, there is someone that you've probably heard of, Malcolm X, and he has warned us all. He said that if you are not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. And Fortress Europe has labelled these poor people, these desperate people, as economic migrants. People have that now rolling off their tongue. It's as if, as if that excuses Europe treating them in the way that they do. As people who have chosen, they think, to leave their homeland, that's how it's presented. Well, Akarja, this argument is a lie. And it's a lie peddled by the establishment and the media and who wants to influence and they want to manipulate how you, you that's listening to me, how you see the world. They intend to break down your humanity, our common humanity, our common decency. They are taking that away from our human beings, being what we are, who have solidarity and love and care and respect from one another. All of that is being broken down. And the fact is that these people who have been labelled as economic migrants, as if, okay, that means we can abuse them, the vast majority of them have no choice. When Western powers and corporations, you know, exploit, exploit your natural resources, when they fund wars that tear your country apart, when they create a, a cycle of destitution, of poverty, on exploitation. Hundreds of thousands of refugees who are trapped in Libya, who are forced to, to live in barbaric, absolutely barbaric living conditions. You wouldn't want to live in them yourself. In Libyan authorities... You know, the military and the armed groups alongside smugglers are all working together and they're all doing it so that they can fill their wallets and their purse for financial gain. MSF, uh, Doctors Without Borders, stated last week, to our shame, I believe, those of us who are Irish, that an Irish naval ship is helping the Libyan Coast Guards return refugees, and I quote, they says, to rape, slavery, torture and murder. So, Akarja, I'm pleading. I'm pleading with all of you who are listening. Please don't lose your humanity. Don't lose your common decency. Do not accept the media narrative, the narrative that is being presented by them to you. This is global corporations. These are oligarchs. These are the people that are funding the wars, that are exploiting people's natural resources, who are filling your head full of sweetie mice and having you condemn people for coming to your country, having you feared that they might take your job. That is not true. These desperate people need protection. 
and protecting and so I'm asking you as human beings and being what we are to uh, to not to have our humanity destroyed I could talk at length about this I've been to uh, to some of the harrowing places where where refugees and uh, and migrants are held and I can tell you you know in years to come people will ask you and me and others what did you do about this how could you let people be treated in this way so as many of us whether we get into our car whether we make a cup of tea whether we go about our lives put on our lights in the morning and and do all the things that we can do just spare us thought for those people who are having their homes their livelihood their world destroyed by people who live in the world that we live in and who claim to represent us i want to thank you so thank you so for listening to the second podcast and to the second episode of hopefully that may be a weekly podcast we don't know i'm going to have to test it out over the summer so bear with me so but during the summer period i do hope that some of you that uh, can get a bit of a break from whatever life pressures that you have and i hope that you can whether it is that you're traveling in your own country or traveling to another country i want to wish you all well don't forget if you're away and that there are help and assistance if you need that there's emergency numbers there if people need uh, any help and assistance uh, for anything at all that you face make sure that you all check your passports to make sure that it's in date it's not out of date before you go on your holidays because you'd be surprised how many people phone in a panic last minute.com looking for looking for a passport and just do yourself a favor and look after not just yourself but look after each other slang of oil